Welcome to Nakubo in Brief, a podcast series from the National Association of College and University Business Officers. I'm President and CEO John Walda, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. Our mission with this podcast is to help our listeners better understand the challenges that face the business of higher education. Our hope is that you walk away with a stronger sense of the trends, policies, legislative, and regulatory issues that may impact campuses today and in the future. You can find resources for today's episode, as well as a wide variety of educational tools at www.nakubo.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nakubo in Brief. My name is Megan Strand, your host. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Today, we're going to be talking about charitable giving with Nakubo's own Director of Federal Affairs, Liz Clark, and Dickinson College's VP for Finance and Administration, Bronte Jones. Welcome, ladies. Good afternoon. So, Liz, let's start with you. College and university endowments have been a topic that has gotten a lot of attention in Washington and in the media as well in recent months particularly because of public concerns about college costs and affordability, which we've talked a lot about on this show. So what have you learned as you've spoken with people about this topic? Sure. Uh, I, I would say, first of all, it is certainly the case that as the public raises concerns about college cost and student loan debt burden, that more and more folks in the media, as well as our policymakers, are hearing about these issues. We saw proposals on the campaign trail related to college cost, and uh, we we know that this topic is, is top of mind for, for most people these days. And hand in hand, we've spent some time talking about college and university endowments, and particularly how they're put to use for student financial aid. So I've been spending a lot of time speaking with people on Capitol Hill and in the media and in the public about college and university endowments. And I have been explaining how the funds are put to use for financial aid, as well as a number of other needs that colleges and universities have. And I've also noticed that there's a lot of assumptions that people make and that they they may be getting a few things wrong or misunderstanding uh, the, the role that charitable giving plays when it comes to higher education and with college and university endowments. Uh, first of all, a lot of people think that every donation made to a college or university goes directly into the endowment, which is definitely not the case. And uh, a lot of Folks are so focused on financial aid and access and affordability that they forget that colleges and universities also need the revenue through charitable giving or through the payout of the endowment to pay for the faculty or to provide the facilities where students are learning in lecture halls and classrooms and research laboratories. And I've been uh, trying to spend a lot of time talking about those among other myths about giving and endowments. Bronte, does this surprise you? How important is charitable giving at Dickinson College? Charitable giving is um, absolutely critical to our ability uh, to meet the needs of our students and to carry out our mission. Um, I would say approximately 15% of our operating budget um, is sourced from either current giving through the annual fund um, or annual distributions from the college's endowment. Um, with, during our last capital campaign, for example, um, we had 29,000 um, contributors uh, that gave in excess of $209 million to the college. Wow. Um, that allowed us to endow 
75 uh, scholarships, um, provide support for um, endowed faculty, faculty chairs, and to build five new buildings and renovate those buildings here on campus to meet student needs, including the Rector Science Center, um, which is highly trafficked by uh, a large population of our students. So uh, charitable contributions are a, a pretty critical por- portion of how this college operates, and many, and most operate. So you just, just to clarify, you just got through saying that scholarships at Dickinson are not funded solely by the endowment and that this annual fund giving does play a huge role in student aid. That's correct. So there are some scholarships that are funded from the endowment, a pretty significant portion, but through our annual contributions, um, a a significant portion of those annual contributions go to um, offset the cost of attendance for our students in the form of scholarships. So Mm -hmm. either through the endowment or through other gifts on an annual basis, scholarships are a significant portion of the charitable gifts that come into Dickinson. Liz, is this typical? Do all colleges and universities operate operate like Dickinson is? I would say that once you get to know one college, you've gotten to know one college. (laughs) 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 Um, So there's a lot of variation from school to school. Uh, I. on average, we find that during a given year that about 60% of uh, charitable giving to an institution goes to current operations. So mm-hmm. the college is receiving the contributions and putting them to use right away, be it for uh, uh, faculty salaries, student financial aid, or some other need that the institution has. So not every dollar is going into the endowment, as Bronte explained here. Um, Bronte also mentioned that about 15% of their revenues come from comes from giving current giving and or the endowment, and you are going to find that number very significantly from college to college. So there are some institutions that rely much more heavily on their endowment, and they use a significantly or they garner significantly more annual revenue from their endowment payout than others. Those would be uh, in more endowment dependent. At public colleges and universities, the appropriation from the state plays more of a significant role. The the state dollars help provide a certain portion of the revenue, and you have an entirely different uh, ratio of endowment support versus annual giving support versus what the state contribution might be. So every college is going to be different when it comes to what percent of the operating budget comes from giving and the endowment. And Liz, it sounds like you have some proposals to go over with us today. So can you give us a brief recap of those proposals? Sure. One of the reasons we wanted to share this podcast with uh, Nakubo business officers and others is is to raise the topic of charitable giving and help explain the role that it plays when it comes to endowments at colleges and universities. But I also want to keep this topic top of mind because of various proposals we're seeing here in Washington. Speaker of the House Paul Ryan is very eager to pass some type of comprehensive tax reform. And I know a lot of folks are focused on international uh, trade and how that impacts the tax code. They're interested in corporate tax rate and individual tax rates, but hand in hand with all of that is how charitable giving is treated in the federal tax code. Many people are familiar with the 
ability to uh, take advantage of the charitable deduction. And there have been a number of proposals in recent years to kind of re-examine how charitable donations are treated in the tax code. So first of all, at a, a high level, you must itemize your taxes in order to claim the charitable deduction. Anyone taking the standard deduction does not actually itemize their taxes and utilize the charitable deduction. So there have been some discussions about that interplay and how that benefit uh, impacts individuals at various levels of income. On top of that, once you look at the deduction, there have been some proposals to cap the amount of itemized deductions that individuals can receive. And uh, that would include changes to the charitable deduction, as well as changes to state and local taxes, as well as uh, the mortgage interest deduction. And that's been a proposal that has been out there. Another proposal is to require a certain amount of giving before a taxpayer can claim the deduction. So we saw in a comprehensive tax proposal in 2014, a proposal to establish a 2% floor. That is, in order to claim a deduction for charitable giving, you would have to give at least 2% of your adjusted gross income, and then you wouldn't be able to take a, de a, a deduction on that 2%. That deduction would come on anything you've given over that 2% floor. There are also some other proposals that have been put forward. For example, um, some people will donate some type of property. Uh, uh, for example, we can it, it could be artwork or it could be a piece of real estate. And there was a proposal to limit the value, um, limit the value of the deduction that a donor could take. So for example, if an individual purchased a piece of real estate for $10,000 25 years ago, and it's now worth $100,000 or more, that individual under this proposal would only be able to take a deduction of $10,000, not the current value of that piece of property. So as Congress tries to piece together a very comprehensive, very large tax bill that looks at corporate rates, individual rates, and other issues, it is possible that some proposals could touch on this space and we're keeping a close eye on where President Trump and tax policy writers on Capitol Hill will fall when it comes to charitable giving. Bronte, it sounds like there could be some changes that impact both large and small donors. So what impact do small donors have at your university? The small donors actually make up the core of our annual fund contributions. Um, and that contributes for us about three to four million dollars uh, a year. Hmm. Again, some for scholarships, but some undesignated that allow us to uh, fill any budget gaps and meet the needs of our students here. Um, so that would significantly uh, impact us here at the college, um, as well as the large gifts, for example. Mm -hmm. um, as I mentioned before, um, scholarships are a primary focus there, but endowing the chairs so that our faculty members are able to continue their research um, for the students here, um, capital projects to make sure that our buildings are current um, and provide the kind of technology that our students expect. Um, but more importantly, 
When we start to talk about estate planning um, and building um, contributions to colleges and universities into charitable giving on a long-term basis for our donors, um, tax implications are right at the forefront of those discussions. Uh, so changes there could have a very significant impact on our ability uh, to do estate planning and long-term planning with significant donors. Um, so that would be a, a, great, a great concern for us uh, here at Dickinson and across the industry. Liz, what do you expect in the coming months from Capitol Hill? Well, we are uh, in the very early weeks of this Trump administration and kind of the new Washington establishment with President Trump in the White House and Republicans holding the majority in the House and Senate. While I think that early this year we saw some strong statements about the agenda and a desire to, at the very least, see the House pass some type of comprehensive tax reform before this fall, I would say it's complicated. It, it could be we see Congress use uh, regular order and try to move a major comprehensive piece of tax legislation. On the other hand, we could see members of Congress on Capitol Hill try to move very swiftly on something that offers either some type of corporate rate cut and or some type of individual rate cut when it comes to taxes. And the question is, how are they going to pay for that? And what are the offsets going to be? And are they going to look to perhaps new excise taxes on endowments or limitations on the charitable deduction to pay for some of the other things that they would like to do? I, I, I would say, honestly, uncertainty rules the day. But I think in a situation with uncertainty, we at Nakubo and college and university business officers need to be prepared to respond for uh, um, proposals to come quickly and to respond swiftly. And then is there are there things that business officers can do to help in that whole process? Yeah, I think that it's really important for business officers to work with presidents and to work with public relations offices and to work with student organizations to help people better understand college costs, uh, understand where the revenue for your institution comes from, uh, help them understand where it goes. I find that a lot of students are surprised to even think about their college or university as a nonprofit entity. Hmm. I, I run into that rather often, and I, I think our business officers would be surprised to hear that, but a lot of students, I believe, are leaving school not really processing that uh, you are indeed nonprofit entities, and it's important to talk about the limited revenue sources that you have at colleges and universities. I think it's also important to explain where financial aid comes from, that some of it indeed comes from the endowment, but some of it also comes from the annual charitable annual giving campaigns. And I think it's also important to remember with such a focus on access and affordability, we also need to stress that you simply have to have revenue to provide a quality education. Folks, it's it's one thing to, to gain that access and to be able to walk through the door at a university, but once they get there, students and their families want high quality faculty, they want adequate facilities for learning, they want student services, particularly at residential colleges, and all of that takes revenue, and colleges and universities have to find some way to put that all together. 
Anything else either of you would like to add today that I have neglected to ask? Quite frankly, I think Liz just summed it up quite well. (laughs) (laughs) There are high expectations in terms of what we deliver within the academy, and resources are necessary to provide and carry out our missions. So... Um, I don't have anything new to add. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Liz and Bronte, for joining me today to talk a little bit more about charitable giving. I'm sure it's given our listeners some food for thought today. Many thanks to both of you. You can find out more about today's episode by visiting the distance learning section of nakubo.org. Make sure you also subscribe to Nakubo in brief in iTunes so that you'll get the latest episodes instantly. And on behalf of Bronte and Liz and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Nakubo in brief. 